Hey, it's time for the Twice Removed Podcast with Linda and Gina, where we talk about all things genealogy, including making connections with long-lost relatives while snooping in on our ancestors. Hey, it's good to know where you come from. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Twice Removed Podcast. I'm Gina, along with Linda. Hello. And today's topic is... Tell them, Linda. It's just a little terminology when you're uh, researching your genealogy. It's nice to know what they're talking about. Isn't it? Because I'll tell you what, there's some words that I'd be tripping on. (laughs) So it's hard. It's very, uh, some of them are very difficult. So let's start with the word genealogy itself. Yeah. Okay. It's good to know that one if you're starting <laughs> right? getting so into genealogy. <laughs> right. So according to Merriam-Webster, genealogy simply means the line of ancestors from whom a person is descended. So we're all going to use that word. We all have used that word. We all do use that word. That's what this podcast is about. It's genealogy. So it's about your ancestors. So if we want to use it in a sentence and be good uh English students, I am studying the genealogy of my Italian ancestors. That's there we correct. Go. There we go. Okay, Linda. Hit it with the next one. Uh, that was the easy one. Now we're getting harder. Genome. Genome. That's G- not me. G-E-N-O-M-E. G-no-me. Ah, G-no-me. Genome. Everyone knows me. <laughs> um, I do know you. Yeah. So what is this one? Um, It's a haploid set of chromosomes with the genes they contain. So use that in a sentence for me so I can understand it better. A genome holds an organism's complete set of instructions. Mine must say, I don't need to sleep longer than 530 a.m. Okay. So that's all of your DNA instructions about and I'm how glad you, I <clears throat> said organism. <laughs> Is it, so basically that tells you your um, oh god, what's the word? Blueprint uh, instructions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your of instructions yeah. of how you tick, how you, your how your clock works there. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. So. Okay. So that's genome. So the next word, <laughs> patronymic, is that what we're saying? That's what it is. That, is yeah. Okay. Okay. So our next word is patronymic. Uh, and it's a name d- derived from that of the father or a paternal ancestor, usually by the addition of an affix. If I was Swedish around 1860 and my father's name was Sven, my last name would have been Sven's daughter. D-O-T-T-E-R. And my brother's last name would have been Svensson. How freaking ridiculous is that? So everybody whose name is Sven in Swedish, which is probably, what, 85% of the population, hmm. is either Sven's daughter or Svensson. Well, back in the day, you don't see very many people still using the daughter part. I mean... Do you have Sven's sister and Sven's dog? No. Okay. Just Sven's sister would have had the last name of Sven. His father. <laughs> she would have had a different last name from Sven. That, you know, it's so layman and it's and it's very village. 
it must be like small town village or something because it's so um simple simplistic there it is it's so simplistic and the way it goes i bet it was just confusing as heck to go into these little towns and say i want to see sven's daughter and 35 women come out of the hut you know well <laughs> like, she we would have had her own first name so her last name would be sven's daughter right so like ingrid sven's daughter right you know ingrid okay. sven's daughter <laughs> as opposed her. to you know Ol's son Ol's daughter Ol's daughter Ol is a first name too Ol Olaf Olaf's son Olaf's daughter uh, yeah yeah so like my four Olaf's sons and Olaf's my great grandfather was Anders okay and sent hence my last name and then they stopped the patronymic naming thank god so yeah so you would have been Linda Anderson's daughter no, <laughs> I am Linda Anderson, so it's kind of hard to be my own daughter. But then again, you know, it's these small villages <laughs> and my own cousin. There you go. <laughs> no, um, no, it would have been my father's first name, which is hard to say what he would have gone by. I think he would have gone by Henry. So even though that wasn't his legal first name when he was born. But if we would have stayed in Norway or Sweden... Norway did this too, so did Denmark, but, um, you know, that spelled a little differently. Because um, EN is the Norwegian way and SSON is the Swedish way. Wow. But yeah, so, you know, because they both mean son and daughter is with an A or an O, depending on which country. However, mm. yeah, they ended that 1900 ish for all of the Scandinavian countries that were doing this. Thank goodness. I wonder, who, it, I wonder who said, hey, let's stop this. This is nonsense. Let's yeah, not do this. Somebody with intelligence or somebody <laughs> who was a bookkeeper, you know, and it's like, oh, come on, you guys, you got to stop this. Maybe it's Sven's bookkeeper. There you go. It could have been Sven's bookkeeper. I would have <laughs> yeah. been Sven's bookkeeper. Maybe, it would have been. Past life, <laughs> exactly. And I would have been ripping, you know, come on. Really? <laughs> you know, how can we tell you're a family unit if everybody in the family has a last name? Except you know, for the parents. And, they have the same from, name. From a genealogical standpoint, it's got to be tougher than snot to try to figure this stuff out, right? It if depends everybody... on where you make your snot exactly, because if you do it <laughs> over a, a forest... Um... <laughs> I, I mean, well, if people are coming up with the same name, you know, I, it, there's got to be more than one Sven who lived there in the village. It was I still confusing, think. but oh. they would still know each other. And then... They would say maybe but like as oh, far the as old records one. go yeah the records well they were kept in the churches and you know catholic church lutheran church um don't know if there was necessarily any other kind of religions in a small village like that but they would have kept pretty good records but that's probably one of the reasons why there are so many scandinavians that are doing the dna test and every time i go on there's like oh great more norwegians you know, oh, so there's the so many more the, the things. Well, you can't find each other if the you don't markers. have the same last names. I mean, the last hundred and twenty-five years or so, it's been okay. But anything before that, you would have to go in through like a great grandparent to find out what the last names were. You know, and if they're not around anymore, then you need to go with DNA. And if at least somebody had. A relative 
they could figure it out. And then thank goodness for the records. But I'm yes. glad it stopped with my grandfather. He didn't do it. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't say that um, my father was going to be Augustson. Because that would have been it. Augustson. 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 Yeah. It also had to be probably a very big pride thing, too. Because it's kind of like a tag, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like a yeah. big old, you know, name tag right there. I had an illegitimate... Um, they would have been... They would have been my... grand Great-grand-uncle or aunt. I don't remember. I think they might have actually been two illegitimate kids that were through my great-grandfather... And he didn't marry those women, and they actually took their mother's last name, but with her first name and daughter or son. Okay. And I've seen that before, too, just because they wanted to take their mothers because it was easier. You know, like, is if it? <laughs> well, if your mother's name is Olga and your father's so name Olga is Olga's son and Olga daughter. Oh yeah, old son, old daughter, old daughter, or they would drop the GA sometimes. But yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, the best way to cut through that is either if you don't have good records, at least do DNA testing so that you can figure out where everybody's from. And that's true. Yeah. Well, let's move on here so you get to take this next one. Okay, according to genome.gov, mitochondrial DNA, also known as mtDNA, is an extra nuclear double-stranded DNA found exclusively in mitochondria and is maternally inherited. So you have like so you have a V haplogroup, group and I have an H, right? So yours is an H? Yeah, it's an H2HA something like that. There's like yours are um if you have two letters in it then it's Do like I win a, a prize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you win a prize. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> Now, do we know what the difference between the H two A two and the V is? Yeah, that would be the, okay. That's different. The different directions coming from the same basic place. So for your mother, it's the Italian line, right? Because or your mother's the Jewish. mother. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh no, oh, it's mother, mother. Yeah, mother so from Italian. mother to mother. Your mother okay. was the uh, your grandmother was Italian, so it's yes. that line. So when you're R. Maybe I don't know where that what that looks like on yours, but maybe your R went more towards Italy and mine, mine went looks, Northish. Mine looks all like yours except my H is right on top of the R at the end, and your V goes the other way. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, see, because mine goes over in the direction of Germany or the direction of Scandinavia, but through I think. Maybe Eastern something. But I was able to find out what my father's maternal haplogroup was because I have a third cousin who is descended from women. So my grandmother would have had the same um, mtDNA as his third cousin. So my father would have gotten it. And if I would have, if he would have been female, then I would have had his. Or if I had been male, I would have had his um, his Y. But, you know, 
that doesn't so, work. <laughs> can I ask the stupid question of this thing? At the bottom of mine and yours right there, see it says one one in one ten. Mm-hmm. Share your group. Mm-hmm. And mine is one in five hundred and eighty. So does that mean every every five hundred first ones related to me though? It of says the one customers. In yeah. Of the customers. That, yeah. Of that they have in there. Yeah. I've only been able to find six so far, and I've got 1,500 matches on 23andMe, so I'm assuming that there's another nine of them in there if these stats are correct. Yeah, see, yours says V is frequent. Mine says H... Mine doesn't say that well. Yours is rare. My H2A2 is relatively common. So what kind of gravy was it that you got on your shirt? (laughs) AFC bowl. Have you had the bowl? The what? The KFC KFC? fame... Yeah, Kentucky oh, no. Fried Chicken, famous bowl. No. It's a layer of fake potatoes, mashed potatoes that they use from the box, the watery mashed potatoes that we all know and love, mm. and the salty-ass gravy, no. and then they put some chicken, popcorn chicken chunks, white meat, and some corn. I don't put cheese, because I don't eat cheese, but oh. it was very actually quite good, a little salty with the gravy, but all in all, not bad for KFC. There we go. That's what I had. Is that in my Hapolo group? <laughs> I think that gravy is part of it. <laughs> We're just, it's all over me. Gravy's in your DNA and on yes. your shirt. And on my shirt. Yes. Let's not uh, get into that. That was, it's not a good day. <laughs> it's not a good day for DNA. No. Or gravy. <laughs> okay. So, if that's so. for women, Men and women can both take the um, mtDNA test, but only men can take the Y DNA test because a Y DNA test can only be taken by people who are born male, because Y chromosomes are passed from father to son, unchanged, practically Mean- unchanged. <laughs> Meaning, you can trace your entire family male line from beginning of time. This is also a test that can be taken at Family Tree DNA or also included in the basic 23andMe DNA test. So what we're saying here is that you're telling me that the ma- you can trace the male line from the beginning of time, but not your not your female line. Well, you can. Well, women so, can't take the can't do the male line, but yeah, women so can do the female line. Yeah, and men can do the female female line too, but they are not part of it. Right. So it just comes up empty. So no, they have it. They have it too. I I match with a a male V. He's he has empty DNA. That's a V. This one cousin. Hmm. That's from his mother. And then because they they will have two markers where we look in ours and we only have the one in that test. And then everybody's wondering, well, what the heck is a haplogroup? After all this. I know you were writing in. I got your postcard. Thank you. Yeah, so we're going to answer so what Gina's is a question. We're going to answer yes. Gina's question. This is according to the International Society of Genetic Genealogy. A haplogroup is a genetic population group of people who share a common ancestor on the patriline or the matriline. And top-level haplogroups are assigned letters of the alphabet, like we've been saying what we are, you know, 
I'm a V, mtDNA. And deeper refinements consist of additional number and letter combinations like yours was. Because you've got, you know, an extension. I've got gravy. <laughs> yeah. My maternal great-grandmother was a member of the V haplogroup. See? Using it in a sentence. So it's a genetic population group of people. Mm-hmm. Who share a common ancestor. Yeah. So when we see that we're like related to Julia Roberts and Walt Disney, then one of us has got the same haplogroup, maybe? Because we have a common ancestor? No. No? Okay. No. Because... You're related to in. you're related to Julia Roberts. Like, what cousinhood is it? Eighth, uh, ninth, tenth, eighth, eighth or tenth? I think it is. Yeah, you don't have the same <laughs> maternal line or the same paternal line as her. We just have a genetic and a common genetic ancestor. Supposedly, somewhere. yeah. Supposedly, supposedly. I know. After mm. all, I'm just a girl sitting in front of a computer. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. Ask her to I'm be not. my cousin. It's gotta be a cousin. Ask her to be my cousin. <laughs> and Walt Disney. And who was your Disneyland? And who was your um your match that they said? They said that um Benjamin Franklin was a V common ancestor ten thousand years ago. Oh. Uh, oh, V was oh, our common oh. ancestor. Me and Ben Franklin have the same common ancestor Yo, ten thousand years ago. So what's yours? You have Let's it on see. yours. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, God. It could be Julia Roberts. Mm, it could be. Oh, Luke, the the evangelist. That's right. Ours. Yeah, Luke. Yeah. And you know, it's so, just a side note to you, to me, the picture, this picture of Luke is stained glass, right? And mm. it's from the Cologne Cathedral in Germany, where I was. And I have a picture of it at home that I took. You know what? It's so funny because Ben Franklin and me, right? Yeah. I have keys. And he put one at the end of a kite string. <laughs> oh, that, that explains so much. So related. <laughs> Did you get struck by lightning? Is that how this all happened? No, but I've had a lightning struck like right outside of my truck when I was driving in Florida during typical See? afternoon weather. Yeah, me and Ben. Well... I'm gonna Yank go watch the Franklin. Hill. Ah, mm. Yank in the Franklin. It's a Benjamin. He's yeah. He's bring on, on the Benjamins. On, bring on the Benjamins. <laughs> he needs some. so, but you know, like um, it was really interesting that we got the 23andMe um, haplogroup designation. That was like something I didn't expect. I mentioned that before. Yeah, you were really surprised and happy yeah. and excited about it. Well, yeah, because now I don't really have to do the other test if I don't want to. But um, what we did take was the autos, aut, say this. Uh, autosomal. <laughs> autos. No, autosomal. I. You know, autosomal. it's like. No. Automal. Automal. <laughs> oh, God. See, this is this is why. This is why, God. <laughs> <laughs> God. Call Carol and see if she can jump on. God, God, please, please let us pronounce it properly. Atosomal. Atosomal. Yeah. Okay. Atosomal. It's not oh. a sex chromosome. No. 
Atosomal DNA testing is what we were setting out to do when we got our ancestry DNA test. And here we go. My heritage. Autosomal. Autosomal. <laughs> she ain't right. She ain't right in the head. You don't listen to her. Autosomal. Who is that? Siri? Yeah. Autosomal. No. Google. Autosomal. See how it's pronounced. Autosomal. All right, potato, potato. Autosomal. <laughs> autosomal. According to Ancestry.com, <laughs> autosomal DNA testing looks at the DNA in all of your chromosomes except for your sex chromosomes. And then looks for large areas of shared DNA between you and other people in a DNA database to find close relatives. Set the DNA in all of your chromosomes, except for your sex chromosome, and looks for large areas of shared DNA between you and other people. That's another interesting okay. thing about um, the 23andMe one, is that it does show the X. If I was a dude, it would have X and Y, because I've had some matches on the X, which I think they say that if you have a match on the X, that you share generally a um, maternal great-grandmother or a paternal great-grandmother or older. So back. is this the, the common DNAs? If, if they're searching for the areas of shared DNA, is this like, like the common way and not the sex chromosomes? Yeah, this is the normal test that you would take. The normal test. Okay, and so the ancestry test. The ancestry the and the MyHeritage for sure, but the 23andMe uh, one's kind of interesting because they give you a little extra stuff you know like the um haplogroups and well take them all <laughs> that's what we say well that's what we do yeah <laughs> got a test take we'll all. take it that's oh well right. <laughs> hold your horses there <laughs> <laughs> well as long as there isn't any like writing involved yeah mm. okay my favorite word is coming up the centimorgans. Centimorgan. A centimorgan is a unit of genetic measurement abbreviated as CM. I share 3,700 centimorgans of DNA with my mother and 3,700 centimorgans of DNA with my father. And that is true. Half and half. Yeah. And you know what? It's not a perfect number sometimes. They don't always show up as 3,700 even. Does yours? I think it did. And I think it was 50-50. Let's see. Yeah, you might be, you know, like rounded up or. Well, I am rounded. We're trying to fix that. Um, Oh. Well, that's why you put a little bit of the gravy on your shirt and cuts calories. Yeah, save it for (laughs) later. (laughs) Took forever. So, okay. So, my dad, paternal side, 50% shared DNA. So, it's 3,463 chromosomes across 29 segments. Yeah, it's it short just by a little bit. My mother's is 3,455. 3, hmm. So it's just like a pinch more on my dad's side. A lot more. Well, he's 463, she's 455. So not that much more. Not to eight more. Yeah, but it's supposed to be 3,700. Oh. I don't think that's like always going to be that way for everybody. How can it be? I mean, now my aunt, which is my mom's sister, 
they're twins, Marilyn and Marlene. This is where I find it is weird. My auntie Marilyn, we share 2,045 chromosomes. And then my auntie Marlene, we share 1,792. The younger of the twins. And then my first cousin, we share 803. Yeah. I don't have anybody that high on my... <laughs> oh, really? I don't even have any... I, everything's under 400. And then my second cousins, which I think are the my mom, they're my mom's cousin's kids. Um, they're 348 in there, in the 300s. That's really high in comparison to my second cousins. And then I have third cousins in the 120s. In hmm. the 110s and the 106s. Then third cousins in the 98s. Yeah, that's about right for third cousins. Don't know what it means, but they're my family. <laughs> well, that's when you want to really get into a triangulation. A triangulation is when three or more people share the same DNA segment. If you were to go to a chromosome browser, you would be able to pull in um, you and several other people you might think are a match to you and see if you have a segment of DNA that triangulates. Meaning that it's matched like right in the Would same Would that be a twin spot. thing too? Or not necessarily a twin thing? Not necessarily. But I would guess that they would have that. I mean, sisters most likely would. I have nobody to test with. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be the, the closest relative to me would be a first cousin that I could test with. And um, yeah, and they have, they have that browser on several different platforms that you can do that with and for example my first cousin laura as well as a third cousin in norway and i share a dna triangulation on our fourth chromosome and i was able to date it back to at least my second great-grandmother another word that comes up a lot in research is pedigree which simply means lineage so yeah but, but yeah we have an impressive pedigree well, like a horse has an impressive pedigree or a dog has an impressive pedigree. Yeah. I mean, you would want to say that too, if you had royalty in your pedigree, which I, I do. Yeah. Right. Going back to before Jesus. Yes. And also too, on that find a relative lady, Diana or princess die, I should say is on there too. So there it doesn't go. show up in that particular run that you have on your family tree you'd have to take the scenic route and plot it out to find her uh, you think it could be done it can be done i did this i did this with sean astin because they had that thing click here and to see if you're related to sean astin so i did and it's like oh well here's the people that are your shared relatives your shared ancestors but they didn't tell us the steps up or the steps you know, for either of us, just the parents. Yeah. And then the shared ancestors. So I did it and it took me two days because I had no idea which direction to go into. It's like, so I did, I did his first and found his way. And then I backed, backed up into my tree because I did have a lot of my tree done, but I didn't have, I didn't know which way to turn. So I needed to know how we got there. It's interesting. So, so I want to, I heard this word before and you can explain it, but 
it, it's two words, huh? Pedigree collapse. And I was like, well, does that mean it's just, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Pedigree collapse is when you are related to someone in more than one direction. Okay. Since my mother and her sister married my father and his brother, I have double first cousins, which created a pedigree collapse in our family tree because my aunt is my aunt, plus she's my uncle's wife. And my uncle is my uncle, plus he's my aunt's husband. So instead of having new blood in there, we just kept it in the family, but not really, because it's not like you're doing the next thing, which is endogamy. Well, yeah, so so that it that's just like the pedigree collapses like by marriage, if you want to say, right? Well, be- <laughs> yeah, like the other example is that my grandmother's sister married my grandfather's uncle. Instead of marrying somebody else and bringing in fresh blood <laughs> from DNA from like another family, she married into the same family that her sister did. So it collapses, you know, it it takes away a leg of your tree going into another family, expanding into another family. You're just staying in the same family area. So, but endogamy is another thing. And a lot of people are forced to do this, stay within their um, religion or culture, tight knit groups, Ashkenazi Jewish, um, royalty, people living in small villages, they ended up marrying into the same groups of people for generations. And, you know, that's when some things went wrong. Like you would have a lot of physical disorders, DNA related physical disorders, because it just was too much of the same genes. They had to explain, expand the gene pool. Yeah, that could be problematic. And it's good now because anybody can take a DNA test and say, oh, well, we're fifth cousins. I guess that doesn't matter too much. If you find out your first cousins, then where the heck have you been? You don't know your own family. <laughs> well, you know, my mom and who is she talking to? Another older relative. And they were discussing that, too. It's like nowadays they don't make you take a blood test before you get married and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, they used to make you do that back in the day. What were they testing for, though? To see if, if you were like first cousins. Is that really what they were yeah. doing? Yeah. I thought it was to check for diseases. Or for some kind of genetic thing. But maybe it is a genetic thing if you're marrying your second cousin and don't realize it. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's there was so much of that going on. I wonder sure if people I wonder if people back in the day didn't know whether or not there was a world outside of where they were living. Kind of like the Truman show. You know? Probably. Like, how are you gonna know? Somebody would have had to have explored it, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, so these are some things that come up when you're researching and you may experience while you're researching. More than likely, you'll see some pedigree collapse and some endogamy. Don't freak out. It has happened to everyone somewhere. Just don't let it happen now (laughs) in the present. (laughs) So don't be afraid to, you know, write down words and look them up because you know what it, there's no stupid questions in, ge- in genealogy at all because no this any, is like it's like science suddenly is in your life you yeah, may not have been it, interested your entire life in science and here you are <laughs> and, and one thing like when we were just talking about that pedigree collapse and stuff that could lead to open a door you know a, a lot of doors 
and say, oh, I get it now. This is how. So stick with it, people. Yeah, I'm still working on that. I'm still working on this with multiple collapses (laughs) back in there a hundred and something years ago. It's so hard to trace it back. And it's mixed in with the patronymic last names. So, yeah. There you go. It's fun. It is fun. I mean, that's what you got to do. Well, that's it for today. We hope we didn't confuse you more, but we know we didn't. So if you need any information on today's show, or you have a really, really interesting genealogy story to tell, we want to hear it. And you might be able to be a guest on here with us and share your experiences and stuff. We'd love to hear from you. So go over to our website at twicerenewed.net and let us know. And thank you again for joining us and we'll see you soon. Thanks, Linda. Oh, thank you, Gina. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs) The Twice Removed podcast is produced by Linda Anderson and Gina Glass. All opinions expressed are of our own and of our guests. For more information and upcoming guests, please visit our website, twicerenewed.net.